Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. We get to serve such a good God. We're just so blessed to know Him, aren't we? To get to live a life with our God. He's such a, such a good God. We might feel like jumping jacks this morning, but you can be seated again. Thank you, team. That was awesome. Thanks, Lincoln. And Zarina, you had something prophetic for this morning too, by the way. We might come back to it if we get time later on. Sorry to put you on the spot. but (laughs) You know, last week was Mother's Day. So if I didn't get to, to say it last week, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. All the mothers of kids and the mothers who have Mothered kids that weren't their own, I honour you this morning. But I left Mother's Day last Sunday, and on the way home, even though it was Mother's Day, I had in my heart, men, we need to honour our mothers. Men, we need to, I need to honour our wives. Men, we need to support our wives. And... <laughs> Listen to that voice on the front row. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I fail a lot, don't I, Claire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, we need to honour our wives. So today, before I, I say any more, if you've, if you've got your wife or your partner here, maybe put your arm around your wife this morning. Or your partner. Maybe look into each other's eyes. And may, may we never forget this moment. You know, I, I don't know what you've walked into the church this morning. <laughs> Excuse me. But I'd like to preface what I'm going to say this morning is I went to a, a course put on by the Gold Coast Council two weeks ago. And it was, a, it was challenging from some men from some challenging backgrounds who didn't know how to relate to their wives. And because they didn't relate to their wives, they'd been in abusive situations, they'd done some stuff they, they didn't, didn't really want to do, but because of what their, their previous generations had done, they were stuck in this culture. And can I say this morning, before anything else, men, we have the opportunity to break that culture, yeah. and women. We don't have to have our kids walk through the same journey that we've walked through. Are we going to make, as, as we're singing that song this morning, You've always been there. You're always gonna, you always will be. Are we going to project that to our future? God, you're going to walk with me, men and women. But I'm speaking to men this morning because of Mother's Day. I really felt men, we've got to step up our game. We've got to love and honor and support our wives. Not just as a weak, weaker part of our relationship, but an equal. Equal. Different, but equal. Each one supporting each other. Men, let's not be ashamed of our wives. Let's not think we've got to put them down. But let's support our wives and allow them to progress into the future that they were meant to have as a mother, as a wife, as a visionary, as whatever else they've got in their lives. So I'm saying that, just throwing it out there before I even start this morning. So, yeah. So can we support our wives? The word I'm going to say this morning is the power of vision. And so great song choices this morning, Courtney, for your, your songs that you chose. Because without a vision, the people dwell aimlessly or the people perish. 
So what is your vision for the future? Can I encourage you, be happy where you are, but don't be too happy that you're going to sit. Be happy that you're going to step into something better and something better in, for yourself and for God. So next week is Pentecost Sunday. You're going to come to Pentecost Sunday? Yes. Pentecost Sunday is going to be an awesome day in church. Our lead pastor, Pastor Byron Graham, is going to come down, and I know they're going to be, he's going to be pushing for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, next Sunday is a good Sunday to turn up where we all get to, to come and, and reveal ourselves before God, but have God's Holy Spirit come upon us and refresh us and renew us. And I believe that's so powerful for us, but as Pentecostals, there's a danger in that, that we tend to say, God, your Spirit has come upon us, and because your Spirit has come upon us, I don't have to do anything anymore because you're going to do it all for me. Well, can I encourage you this morning, the, the Holy Spirit comes upon us to empower us to go to empower us to do, to empower us to love, to empower us to do things we never thought was possible. So next weekend as we go with the power of vision and what I'm speaking about vision, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us next week, can we say, God, you're going to fill me up so I can go, so I can do, so I can be restored, so I can be healed. That next week is going to be a time where I'm not going to sit back and say, God, now you're going to do everything for me, but God, use me. God, use me. Because I want to have a vision for the future. I don't want to sit back to where I've always been, but I want to step into something new. So you've probably heard this verse a hundred times since we've, as a church, gone into Ezekiel 47. Have you already Ezekiel 47? Yes. I hope and pray that everyone's read Ezekiel 47. If you haven't, can I encourage you, go and read Ezekiel 47. We believe it's the word for this season for Highway Church. So I'm going to read from Ezekiel 47, verses 6 to 13. And it says, first thing it says in verse 6, Son of man, do you see this? People, what do you see when you think of your lives? What do you see when you think of your relationships? What do you see when you think of your future? What do you see? Because what we see is so, so important. If we're going to see something that, that's, that's not healthy, well, that's going to work out in our lives. So the first thing he says is, Son of man, do you see this? Do you see this amazing thing? And Ezekiel said, then he, then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, region and goes down to Arabia, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. Remember that verse, makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engalium. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps and marshes, the swamps and marshes will not become fresh, where there's no movement. The swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. But 
by the river. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for the food and leaves for healing. I don't know if you caught that, but where the river flows, there is life. Where the river doesn't flow, the water remains salty. What are we going to flow into as a people individually? What is the future for you? Where are you flowing to? Where are you heading? Because if you flow with God, those dead things in your life can come back to life. As it says in that river, the fish came back into the river that was dead. So my first thought is, this morning is, what do you see? Um, I can remember as a young boy, and I was young and stupid, um, I was in NZ. So what does it do in NZ? It rains. And when it's not raining, it's hailing. And if it's a beautiful day, then there might be a bit of drizzle. Hey, Mara. But see, we're tough in New Zealand. We're tough. We're tough. And I was, I was following my friend who had an RX-2. And if you know anything about RX-2s, they're really fast, but they handle really, really badly. And I had my motorbike, which, which was pretty quick, and we were following in this beautiful Kiwi weather in the middle of the night, torrential rain. And I'm talking torrential rain, so you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And because we're young and silly, we were going as fast as we could in our cars. We were going to my friend's batch, which was probably two hours away. And we'd gone for about an hour, and I was following his, this car in this beautiful New Zealand weather. You couldn't see anything because of the spray coming back from the car. And I was on the bike, and there was three of us, and I, my tyres at the time were bald. So I wasn't doing very well. Um, so I made the decision not to follow any longer. I made the decision to pass them, as you do when you're young and silly. So as I pulled out from, from following the, head, the taillights, I knew there was no car coming because I couldn't see, but I could see there was no headlights coming, so I knew I was, I was brilliant, so I went past him. And when I passed him, it was good because I could see all there was was rain, there was no spray, and I could see what was happening, and my vision was clearer. So what do you do when you're young and stupid? You go faster. Of course. And I can remember just because my ego was so big, I had to get away from him. I had to get to the place where he couldn't see me anymore because I wanted to be a legend. <laughs> and I, I don't know how I didn't fall off. I, I don't know how. And you might say, how does that relate to what I'm saying this morning? But so many of us are caught behind that car and we can't see anything because of the spray that's coming off that car. And can I encourage you this morning, you're gonna take a chance to pull out into the unknown you don't know what's there, but to take the chance to pull out of that spray that's over you that you can't see and to step into something which is better. Can we trust God that when we, when we decide to step out, he's going to enable us to get to somewhere better than where we are? When was the last time you did something that was crazy in your faith? When was the last time you asked forgiveness Ask someone's forgiveness for something you've done wrong. When was the last time we made restitution for something we'd, we'd done in the past that, that maybe should have been made right? 
When was the last time we, we walked out by faith and spoke to that person in the shopping center? When was the last time, men, we put our arms around our women, our, our wives? When was the last time we told someone we loved them? When was the last time we took a chance and moved out from following that car and stepped into the unknown, made ourselves a bit vulnerable that we might move forward? See, Isaiah 6, and I'm not going to read it out, but Isaiah 6 verse 2, and it says in Isaiah 6 verse 2, the angels cry out, the whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. And Isaiah was, had come before the Lord, and it was a time when Judah was not pursuing God at all. There was sin in the land. And Isaiah responds to this word from, from the angels and says, Whoa, I'm a man of unclean lips, living in a land that is unclean. But even though he, he recognized that he was unclean and the lamb was unclean, what were the angels singing? They were singing, the whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. See, they saw something that Isaiah didn't see. They were almost like they were prophesying something that wasn't in the land. They were saying, even though we could sit back and say, this is wrong and that is wrong and this is not going right and that's not going right, the angels were crying, the whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. And can I encourage you with our vision of the future? Are we sitting like Isaiah? And we can see the, the sin and the degradation and everything that's going on. But can we shift our eyes up to heaven and say, the earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. And because it's filled with the glory of the Lord, I'm going to bring that glory of the Lord into my situation. That's going to be my vision. Because as I said before I started, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, without a vision, the people dwell aimlessly or they perish. Do we see this house full? And if we see this house full, what are we doing to fill this house? Can you see your marriage being restored and whole? And if you are, what are you doing to restore your marriage and make it whole? Can you see your kids, the prodigals, coming back to know the Lord? And if we are, what are we doing to bring them back to the Lord? Because Isaiah, out of that, that last scripture that I read from Isaiah 6, he says later on in Isaiah, is this, this not the kind of fast I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. See, we can be, we can be free because Jesus is free and he has set us free. It's not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly disappear, and your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord, excuse me, be your guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry, and he'll say, here am I. So the first challenge this morning is, what do you see? If you're taking notes, write it down, and maybe think about it when you go home. What do you see? What do you see? Next thought is, do we see and live in the past? And all of us have got a past. But there's two stories in the Bible I like to talk about. Um, it's about two blind men. And both of them came to Jesus at different times because they needed to be healed. So Mark 8, 22 to 25, it says, they came to Bethsaida, which was Jesus and the disciples. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. 
He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. Can you, I wonder what he was thinking. Where am I going? I can't see anything. He's just, I've got this guy, he's just dragging me by the hand. He took the blind man out of the village. And when he had spat in the man's eyes, how would you be? Some guy's got you by the hand, dragging you out of the village. And the next thing this bloke that you've heard is Jesus, you've never seen him, spits in your eyes. What a great testimony. And put his hands on him. I wonder how he put his hands on him. Do you think it was a big That would have shocked him. What do you think? It's this gentle touch on his eyes. I don't know what it was. What are you seeing when you read the story? And then Jesus asks him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. You know, today we probably would have sued him for spitting in our eyes. Probably would have, would have taken huge offence. As I'm sure if Dan turned around to Tony and spat in his eyes, I wonder what would happen. But this man obviously could see before because he, can, he could see people like, like, like trees. So at some stage he could, have, he could see, but something had happened in his eyes, to his eyes and he couldn't see anymore. Then Jesus, then Jesus, he has an appointment with Jesus. Simple thought, I wonder what our eyes are closed to today. Some things we could see clearly, but because the world's battered us down, the world's hurt us, the world's done something to me, maybe my partner's done something to me, and I can't see clearly anymore. Well, today, can you ask Jesus to spit in your eyes? (laughs) you know can you imagine that something of this DNA that Jesus carried in that spit was infused into his eyes something of that DNA was infused in those eyes and he could see yet again you're going to allow some of Jesus or God's DNA to come on you this morning to to get you to see again that you're not held captive and you, you can't see clearly any longer but I'm going to be able to see clearly because Jesus' DNA is going to be infused into my soul, my spirit, my eyes. There's another story in John 9, 6 to 7. And it says, after saying this, Jesus spits on the ground, made some mud with saliva and put it on the man's eyes. He likes spitting, doesn't he? (laughs) Go, he told him. Washed in the pool of Siloam. And this word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Now this man was a bit different. This man had never seen. This man had, had never, didn't know what it was like to see anything. Can you imagine how, how amazing it would have been for him? Never to see anything and your eyes are instantly opened and you can see the world. Can you imagine that, how incredible that would be? Wouldn't you be dancing and shouting and praising? You wouldn't better hold it in, would you? Would you? Would would you just say, oh, thanks, thanks, buddy, and just walk off? (laughs) 
you'd be yahoo, jumping up and down. May we never lose that. May we never lose that. That we should be shouting for joy and yahooing for our God because we were dead in our sin and now we're alive in him. You know, this man, it said, it was nothing that he had done. Nothing that his family had done. It was just something that happened. And some of us can't see because it wasn't our fault. May I encourage you this morning, if for some reason there's something you can't see or something that's dead in your life, could have been because something your parents have done, might not, it might have been just the, the case that something's, I'm living in a broken world and something broken happened in my life. It's nothing that I've done. Can I encourage you today, God can restore you back to wholeness. Allow some of this DNA that I was talking about. You know, I love when we, we got to baptize Mara a few weeks ago, and I love hearing the story. And, you know, for a year she's been off, off the, the ice, and now she's been set free, and when she was baptized, an outward expression of the love that she carries in, in her life for God. People, if we've been in the, in the saved for a day, if we've been saved for the whole, whole lives, can we remember what it's like to see? And can we be willing to, to take that thought into our future? Our past where I could not see, now my future, I want to see. I want to see like I've never seen before. Gee, that reminds me of, what's that spaceship going to nowhere someone else has never been? Star Trek, that's the one. Sorry. Um, final frontier. Yeah. You know, Dr. Brene Brown, who says some good things and maybe some not so good things, but she says if you're not healing, you're hurting. Can we not sit where we are? Not be comfortable where we are, but always in the process of being healed in some way. Allowing to God to do it. We're in the process of transition. And they say there's three, three reasons why we transition. The first one is you change because you hurt enough. Many of us don't change until we get to the place where we've lost all control of our lives and we're hurting enough that we decide, I have to change because my life is going down the gurgler. And the next reason you change is because you want to, because someone inspires you. I pray that Jesus does this for you. Someone inspires you, and so you want to be more like that person, so you change. The first one is because you're hurt enough and you realize you have to. The next one is because you want to. The last one, and we are so lucky that this is for us, the last one is when you receive enough where I'm able to change, it's called grace. You receive enough from when I'm able to change. And if you're in a, stuck in a situation today where you've tried and you've tried and you've tried and you can't change, can I encourage you, God's grace is there for you to give you support that you can change. You, you're not stuck where you are. You're not stuck with who you, what you're like, but with Jesus, you can change. When was the last time we rubbed a bit of Jesus' DNA into our, into our brokenness? You know, it could be uncomfortable for you, and just like the spit, it would have smelt a bit, but afterwards you were set free. Men, once again, can we remember this for our relationships? Are we going to challenge ourselves 
to build our family and our wives up. And I'm speaking a lot to men because I believe men, the authority we have when we change, our families change. Not denigrating women at all, but men, can I encourage you to step in, to allow some of that DNA and some of that spit to come into our eyes to change us. Don't just to be stuck and do the same cycle over and over and over and over. So first thought, do we see and do we live into our past? The next thought is, what about now? Are we going to use our faith to step into our future for now? For now I'm talking about, not waiting for the future, but now. See, God made a covenant for us to never leave us or forsake us. And I love that song we sang because it said the same thing. And that thought means that where I am now means I can have courage to step out now for God. I'm talking about feeding on God. I'm talking about pursuing God. I'm talking about resting in God. I'm talking about trusting in God and his word. I'm talking about Isaiah 58, that verse that I read out earlier on, which says, this is the fast I've chosen. I'm talking about taking that up for our lives and walking in that, that we would have clear vision. Not following what the gospel that the world is preaching, but following our gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it's a personal connection. It's like saying, Jesus is the center. We're not going to justify any longer. And um, this might be a pretty silly illustration. And it's not, what were those things you used to do as your kids? Poise. Were they poise? Mary poise? And you used to have two of them and you used to go like this. And I always got caught up. I was all hopeless. Marta, are you good at that? She is good at that. Well, this is a simple illustration that you, you might think of. And, and let's say the stick is Jesus. We've got a connection to Jesus, and this round ball at the end is us. What happens when, when life happens? Do we keep this connection strong? Because when life happens, if we keep the connection strong, as life goes on and on, if we keep the connection strong, do you notice where the ball's getting? Simple illustration. Oh. <laughs> now it's getting there. <laughs> but what happens if we break that connection? Further away. So for now, not just now, but for all of our lives, are we going to remember this simple thought that when I'm connected, as life throws up my, my problems and my hassles and everything I need, if I stick close to God, even though my life might cause some challenges, I'm getting up closer to God. If you remember nothing else, can you remember that this morning? That I'm going to stick to my guns, I'm going to stay close to God, I'm not going to allow my connection to be lost. So what about now for our vision is our vision going to stay for now that I'm going to stay close to God? Through every season, through every trial, through every temptation, I'm going to have my eyes on God. And one day I'm going to get so close to him, I'm going to be leave this earth and see him face to face. Great thought. So look, at the, look for a better future. What's our vision for the future? Not just a re restoration, but something we have never had before, something we've never seen before. Do you like being uncomfortable? Who likes being uncomfortable? One, two. Come on now, who's gonna, hand on heart, come on, put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart this morning. Put your hand up in the air. Are you ready? This is, remember, this is, this is a signed contract. God sees us. Remember, God sees us. 
Are you ready? Can you repeat after me? God, I give you permission to rule my life. I take this moment to give my whole life to you. I make this commitment. And you don't have to say this if you don't want to, by the way. I'm, I'm kidding a bit here, but if you do want to say this. I make this commitment to go to uncomfortable places. To go to places where I have to rely on you. I'm not going to sit any longer. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, I set you up, everybody. But what would happen if every morning we got up and said, God, wherever, I'm, wherever you want to take me today, I'm going. It might be in uncomfortable places, but I'm pressing into my future. I wonder how many opportunities we missed in our future because we were too unwilling to go to those uncomfortable places, to face those uncomfortable things, to go, to go where no one has gone before. <laughs> yeah. God, is that me? Is that me? You know, to not just to wait for the rapture, not just to wait for God, but God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for you now. I'm not going to wait till I see you face to face. I'm not just going to prepare for some moment where I'm lifted in the sky to see you. I, I'm going to run with you now. I'm not going to wait for that. I'm going to go 110% now, now, now. If you don't know Jesus this morning, I pray that this morning would be the start where you get to know him. See, in 2 Chronicles 16.9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. He is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. You can trust him. If you take the step out in faith, hey, even if you fall, even if you fall, God will take that faith step and he'll do something good in you. Have you ever taken that, that opportunity and gone up to someone holy and solely where, where um, you feel like God's telling you to, to say something to them? And you go and you say, you know, God loves you. And he says to you, rack off. <laughs> and you walk away. And... <laughs> but can I encourage you, you never know what that guy's going to go home like. He's going to go home to a situation where maybe he was getting beaten up by his dad or, or maybe something was going really wrong in his life. And he's going to have that moment of hope where he's going to remember, even though he told you to rack off, that he's going to remember that God loves him. Are you going to take that step of faith to go boldly where no man has gone before? To step out. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? In 2 Timothy 1.6, Paul is speaking to Timothy like his son, and he says, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the Spirit of God does not give us a spirit of timidity, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Do you want that this morning? Do you want that spirit of power, love, and self-discipline? Because that's the spirit of God in us. God, Lord, I pray for this this morning. That God, all of us would have a fresh taste of that power, Lord God. A fresh taste of that love, Lord, and a fresh taste of that self-discipline.
in our lives, Lord, that would propel us to the future, that we would see our future and we'd step into our future with you. As long as we're living and breathing, we will never be a finished product. But though we're never going to be a finished product, can we say that every single day I'm going to get closer? Every single day I'm going to keep my eyes on you and I'm not going to take my eyes off you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to allow you to lead me. I'm going to allow you to guide me through all the situations and all the seasons of life. Because he died for us to set us free. Sometimes we've got to partner with God to see freedom in our lives. Sometimes we've got to step out by faith and say, God, I'm stepping out by faith, but are you going to meet me here? And we find freedom in that that's part of our life. Can we look to a better future? Can you all close your eyes once again? God, I pray, as we've closed our eyes in this moment, Lord, I pray, Lord, for a fresh dream, a fresh vision upon every person here. I pray, Lord God, Lord, for our future. And Lord, and I ask, Lord, in this moment, Lord God, where we might have walked in and the world has been weighed heavy on us and we can't see a way of escape from our situation. I pray, Lord God, Lord, even as we sit in now, Lord, allow us to dream again of a better future. Give us a vision, Lord, of that, Lord, I pray. I pray, Lord, that our imagination would be tinged with your spirit, Lord, and we would start to see the endless possibilities of what life is like when we follow you, Lord God. Give us a fresh vision today. Give us a fresh thought of the future, Lord God, that we would not be lulled, Lord, back into our, and back into our past, Lord, but push, Lord, into our future, Lord God, taking steps of faith, Lord. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us would see, Lord God, the authority of God in our lives, Lord, the love of God in our lives, Lord, the past and the things that have been put upon us by the world being broken in the name of Jesus, that we might be free, Lord, I pray. That each and every one of us, it's time of, us, of each and every one of us to cry like the angels. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So can I encourage you this morning, because the whole earth is full of his glory, that can encourage us for a fresh future, a fresh hope, fresh change. In Jesus' name, amen. Talking about future and hope, and if the team want to come forward, that'd be great. Talking about fresh vision and hope. There's another story in the Bible. And it's about this man called Nicodemus. And he says, you must be born again. And Nicodemus says, how on earth can I get back into my mother? That ain't going to happen. And Jesus says, no, spiritually wise, you must be born again. You have to come to this moment in time where you say, my old life is left behind. I'm going to make this decision to leave my old life behind and I'm going to step into a new life with you. And when I do that, it's like I am born again. My life starts afresh from that moment. The old stuff does not have to hold me any longer because I've been set free of that stuff and, I'm, and it gives me the ability to walk in freedom for the rest of my life. Nicodemus being born again. Can I ask the question for each and every one of you here today? Has each and every one of you come to that place? Well, you've had that decision in your life and you said yes, I believe that you're here, Jesus. I believe that you're real. 
And maybe you might not even have that fully set in your, in, into your heart and your soul this morning. But there's a chance you could be real. So Lord, I'm going so to step out in faith. I'm going to step out in faith this morning. And just like Nicodemus asked the question to Jesus and he said, you must be born again. He's asking the same question to us this morning. Are you born again? Do you believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for each and every one of our sins to set us free? To break the chains off us. To give us the ability to walk freedom in life. In life. And I don't know where you're all at this morning, but maybe there's some of you that have made that prayer, but you've walked away from that decision. And maybe you need to recommit yourself today and say, God, I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to take the chance for my future because I want a future with you. I want a future where I can be set free. I don't want to sit where I am any longer with these thoughts, with this pain in my life any longer, but I want to be set free. If that's you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again. If that's you, I, I, I just, if you says, it, it says in God's word, if you'll, Honor me before men, I'm going to honor you before your father. And, and I, 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 I believe it's, it's a challenge to each and every one of us, but if that's you today, and you really want to pursue Jesus 100%, to have your faith restored, maybe to have your faith renewed for the first time, if that's you, I'm going to ask you first of all, and this has been quite blatant to put up your hand, but the next thing I'm going to do is ask you to come forward and we're going to pray for you that God is going to move in your life. So is anyone here in that situation that would like to do that this morning? To put your hand up and say, yes, God, I'm going to recommit my life to you. I'm going to commit my life to you again. Anybody? Anybody? Awesome. So that means we all know Jesus. And if we don't know Jesus... I pray you'd, you'd, you'd pray the prayer and say, God, will you reveal yourself to me? Will you reveal yourself to me that I might be known of you? God, I thank you today. Now, I, I also too, before we finish, I'd like to pray very, very quickly for anybody who would like to have a new future, even though you've been walking with God, this, this stuff that's been hanging on, and you don't want it to be hanging on any longer. That God is going to renew your vision for who you are and who God is to you. Can we all stand this morning? If that's you, if that's you, can I ask you to come out to the front? If that's you. And if it is, we'd pray for you this morning. If not, we're going to carry on for our service. Thank you. Come on, anyone else? You know, I... I I love it when I see vulnerable hearts. My emotions start to come up. 
because I look upon every person that's at the front here and I look upon the endless possibilities of what these people can accomplish not just for God but for their family for the world around them I know what happens when God comes upon a person and gives them a vision I think about the likes of Billy Graham who stood in his room one day and he was reading the word and questioning is this actually real because I don't know if I believe it and he said I'm going to make the choice to believe in your word no matter what anyone says I'm going to believe in your word and so he made the decision his word is true so he got up and he preached his first sermon to a few people and I think it flopped how many years later He's preached to a third of the world's population. Endless millions have come because of one man's dedication and vision for the future. Is there anyone else that wants to come out this morning? Come on, there's, there's people here with a calling in their lives that they've laid, they've laid down. There's people in here that said, no, it's too hard. I, I can't go to those places because it's too hard. If that's you this morning, I'd like you to come out quickly, quickly this morning. There's some people that, that think, this is too big for me, I, I just can't do it. And you don't know, don't know how to work that out. If that's you this morning, come out, because I like to pray that God's going to do something and release something upon you this morning. There's going to be a divine shift this morning. Can, can everybody, someone from the prayer team come and stand behind these people today? That's right, Nick and Dan and Paul and... Michelle, that's right, Claire. Stand behind these people this morning. So Lord, first of all, Lord God, I honour you today. I honour who you are. And Lord, as a congregation, Lord, we honour you, Lord Jesus. And God, Lord, I, I, I honor you, Heavenly Father. And just as those angels cried out, holy, 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 Lord, I cry out, holy, 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 towards you this morning, Lord. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the sacrifice that you paid for us. And Holy Spirit, I thank that you come. I thank that you empower us, Lord God. I thank that you walk with us, Lord God. And God, may every person in this place, Lord, but especially these people at the front, would realize, Lord God, that they never walk alone. That God, you are always there, Lord God. Always encouraging, always empowering, always with them, Lord God. So Lord, I pray for these people this morning, Lord, for fresh vision, a fresh vision, Lord, I pray. Lord, and Lord, not that I'm or anyone here is anything special, Lord God, but because we're conduits of you, Lord, as we touch these people, Lord, I pray that situations would change. I pray and ask, Lord God, that there be something released, Lord God, Lord, that they would see that there is a future, there is a hope, Lord God, and what they think they're bound in, they do not have to be bound in. In fact, before I even speak, I speak to every demonic influence that might be over these people, and I tell you, take your hands off in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 
We break off every curse. We broke off every negative word that has been spoken, Lord God, and we release them into freedom for their future in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we mark them as chosen. We mark them as saved. We mark them as redeemed. Lord God, and we pour it, we realize, Lord, that your blood that was paid, Lord, covers every sin, every bit of brokenness in the name of Jesus. That these people are free because who the Son sets free is free indeed. So this morning, Lord God, we release them into their future now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I don't know if you guys are for it, but Lord God, I pray for the future for these two. Lord God, that God, Lord, they would see clearly, but more than that, Lord God, Lord, Lord, that their future would not be dictated from their past, Lord God, but their future would be whole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let your touch be upon Martha, Lord, we pray, Lord God, Lord, that, Lord God, this woman that is chosen, this woman that has a destiny and purpose, Lord God, we tie her feet to that destiny in the name of Jesus, that she would not walk away to the left or to the right, Lord God, Lord, but for a restoration, Lord, of what was stolen, Lord, for her family, Lord, for her friends, of the things that she's lost, Lord God, I pray you'd wind back the years, Lord, back to the place when they were lost, Lord Jesus, that this woman is free, that she would have a destiny and purpose upon her life in Jesus' name. And this woman, Kay, Lord, you have a calling. You have such a calling that God, Lord, no longer, no longer would we be towing, flowing to and fro, but Lord God, renew her mind, Lord, I pray, that she would walk into the calling that she was always meant to be, Lord God. No longer would the enemy come and cause her to fail in any situation because she is blessed. And we bless her in the name of Jesus. We bless her with health. We bless her with strength. We bless her with life in the name of Jesus. And God, Lord, let it rest upon her in Jesus' name, Lord God, Lord. Fearless faith. Fearless faith. God, this man, this man, his future is assured. This man, God, he is called, Lord, for a purpose, Lord God. He has such a soft heart towards you. He is a man, Lord God, who has been called and chosen. So, Lord, we aligned his feet, Lord, to the plans and purposes you always had for him, Lord, in Jesus' name, for fresh vision, fresh vision upon his life in Jesus' name. Let him see, Lord God, the goodness of God and the goodness of God in the land of the living, Lord, upon him, we pray. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And for Kathleen, God, Lord, she is a woman, Lord, is being used by you, Lord God. But, but more and more and more and more and more and more, Lord God, that, Lord, this woman, Lord God, she has a calling, she has a vision, she has a future. But, Lord God, would you pour out your Spirit upon her even now. We breathe that Spirit upon her, Lord God, Lord. We breathe it all over her, Lord God, Lord that this woman, Lord God, as she lays at your feet, Lord, would be like Mary, Lord God, laying those feet and washing your feet. But more than that, because she stands up, Lord God, she would hear your voice more clearly. Yes. Lord God, Lord, know where she's going, Lord, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. So God, Lord, you, let the vision be so strong upon her yes. life, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And God, Lord, for these two, Lord God, no, Lord, would the enemy hamper them any longer. God, they, they are called. God, they are called for pillars in the house of the Lord. They are called, Lord, as people who can hold weight. They are called, Lord, who's people who have a destiny and purpose, Lord. And because they have a destiny and purpose, your hand is all over them, Lord God. So give them a fresh vision of the future, Lord God. Not caught in, caught in the what's happening now, Lord God, with the work situations and the house situations and everything else that is going on. 
but divine vision, Lord God, for the future. We call out the spirit man in them now in the name of Jesus, that God, Lord, your spirit will rest upon them, Lord, in such a mighty, powerful way, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, Lord God, Lord. And Lord, this man is such a worshiper, Lord. So I pray for Jeff. Now, Lord God. Now, Lord God. Now, Lord God. No longer caught in the past, but now, Lord God, a, sh a sheer court and delineation between the past and the future, that there would be the more of heaven upon his life, Lord God, that Lord, this mouth that as he speaks, Lord, people would change, Lord God, because the power of heaven is all over him. So we release him into his vi vision, Lord, for the future and destiny, Lord God. Let him see it. Let him see it. Let him see it, Lord, I pray, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.